If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, chapter 3, verses 20 through 25. Jeremiah 3, 20 through 25. I'm going to wait. I love to hear pages turning. Thank you for bringing your Bible to God's house. It's important. Just as important as making sure you got your pencil in class, you got your homework, you got your computer, you got all your books, whatever you have to have this day and time, it's important that you have that stuff. Jeremiah 3, verse 20. Surely, as a wife treacherously departeth from her husband, so have ye dwelt, dealt treacherously with me. God speaking here, O house of Israel, saith the Lord. You recall now Israel is God's chosen people. It's talking about the house of Israel. Verse 21 says, A voice was heard upon the high places, weeping and supplications of the children of Israel. For they have perverted their way, and they have forgotten the Lord their God. Return ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backsliding. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of the mountains. Truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. For shame hath devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. We lie down in our shame, and our confusion covereth us, for we have sinned against the Lord our God. We and our fathers from our youth, even unto this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. Father, I pray that you'd help us today to see where we have backslidden on you. To see where at times we've turned our back on you. Lord, we come today confessing our sins. Lord, I pray that you would do what you need to do to us as your children. In whatever way you need to discipline us today, Lord, you have that right. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> this sin of adultery brought great punishment to the house of Israel and also to Judah. You would think that one would learn from the other. The same sin is uh, true today between a church and untrue and unfaithful members. It's the same thing. The Bible has a lot to say about adultery among human relationships. It's a scarlet sin in our society today. And it seems like it's growing with rampantness. This sin wrecks lives. It wrecks homes. 
and it causes souls to be miserable. But there is a worse sin, and that's the sin of spiritual adultery. It's being committed by those of us who name the name of Jesus, who supposedly claim God as our Father. I like to think about that we're married to God when we got saved. And how are we treating our spouse today? How is he treating us? It renders individual uselessness. And we don't think much about it. We just go on with our life. It causes us to eventually backslide away from God. And it's, it's like a disease that slowly creeps in and begins to slowly destroy. I want you to think about spiritual adultery today. Satan is the instigator of all physical adultery as well as spiritual adultery. This thing of wife swapping, meeting in secret places. Let me tell you something, you can't hide from God. I may share this again tonight, and I, uh, Lord Withen, Lynn and I are going to share our motorcycle trip tonight with pictures. Somebody said, well, I don't know why you're going to do that, because I can't have time to answer all the questions you've got. But we checked in a motel, and there was a couple standing in front of us checking in, and we were waiting our turn. I heard the clerk say, you've been here before. Oh, no, no, ma'am, never been here before. She said, it's in my computer. Well, they checked them in. As they walked out, the clerk says he lied to his wife. Said he's been here many times and not with his wife. I thought, be my, your sins and my sins will find you out. <laughs> I don't suppose computers lie if you put it in there, do they? Yeah. thought, man alive. Well, when she said that, he walked out, got in the car, and waited till his wife joined him. I don't know that that was a good night. You can go out of town and you can check in a motel. Let me tell you something. If you pay cash, you know what they still want? Identification. It's all recorded. Outside of physical adultery, think about spiritual adultery. God is recording all of it, every bit of it, spiritual adultery. First of all, I want to share with you the conditions now. Uh, I've got four little things I want to share with you. The condition that leads to spiritual adultery. First of all, there's no fear of God today. There's no fear of God. I'm satisfied in households this morning. One of the main questions might have been, are we going to church today? Are we going to stay for preaching today? Lynn and I, on our way to church this morning, 
uh, the thought came to me. I said, you know, we, we've been going to church together a long time. She said, you're right, 1964. We started going to church together. We haven't ceased. It's never, ever been a question in our household, are we going to church today? Are we going to stay for preaching today? You know, it's not, it's not a question. God realizes, God knows that it seems like there's no fear of God. Let me tell you something. I feared my daddy. I wasn't afraid of my daddy. Okay, my daddy loved me. I was not afraid of my daddy, but I feared what would happen if and when, and he did, catch me. Okay, I feared um, what he was going to do. I wasn't afraid of him, but I knew. I mean, we'd done been down this road before. <laughs> you would think after a few times you would stop and quit. And just simply obey. I don't know what it was in uh, my teenage years that I all of a sudden knew more than my daddy. How did I get that? I knew more than him. <laughs> now I have two that seem to know more than I do. So I'm trying to do what daddy done. Just slide over and let them drive. Spiritual adultery, there's no fear of God. We have, secondly there, we have become calloused to sin. Calloused to sin. You know, it's a, it's a, a slow, creeping thing. Uh, we have become calloused to sin. Verse 9 of chapter 3 says, And it came to pass through the through the lightness of her whoredom that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and stocks. That was idols, worshiping idols. You say, well, I don't have no idols. I don't, I don't worship any idols. Let me tell you something. Listen, I could, I can worship my motorcycle because today is too pretty to go to church. I'm going to the mountains. I enjoy being on the water. True story. I was a teenager. I didn't go to church this particular Sunday. I went to the lake to go skiing because it was so pretty and the water was high and I wanted to ski. And so that's what I did instead of going to church. The guy who was driving the boat was pulling me. Oh, I thought, man, I've got this. I'm so good. Look, watch this. He would get the boat ready, throw the rope out, and I'd leave about six foot called up there, and I'd be cocked in that slalom, and I'd give him the go when that rope tightened up. Here I went. Didn't even get wet. I just wet here just having a boy. I mean, I had it. I knowed what to do. I could throw a water wave. I'd give him the sign to take me in. I'm smart now. You keep this in mind. Boy, I was hanging onto that rope and bearing down, and I decided, hey, it's time to turn loose. I turn loose. My mind says, no problem now. You're going to hit the ground, and the ski's just going to scoot right on up there, and you'll step out. <laughs> you know what happened. I stepped out. 
head first, gravel, dirt, sand. The Bible says, ye shall inherit the earth, and I had this consumed a mouthful. I mean, hey, my chest was skint, my knees were skint, my elbows under here were skint, my hands were skint, and it hit me. If you had been in church, this wouldn't have happened. Be sure your sins will find you out. God says, I love all of my youngins, but I will discipline them according to my will and not yours. You say, I don't believe that just happened. Yeah, it happened. And I believe that was punishment because I claimed to be a Christian who was faithful to God and wanted to do what's right. Well, I hardly ever, ever miss church, but Lord, today I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bug out. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do what I wanna do today. Many people go to the mountains to see the leaves turn. Maybe we need to get a bag full of them, bring them up here on a Sunday and scatter them out and, and you have come to see the leaves fall. <laughs> I'm serious, that's the way we think. And we justified it's okay. Same way in, in physical adultery. Well, he and or she don't satisfy me. So I'm going out somewhere else. And this guy at the motel, hey, he was found out. Can you imagine how he must have felt on the inside when that clerk said, yeah, you've been here before the computer says you were. Not only that you've been here before, but it tells me when you were here. Even down to the hour and the minute that you checked in. You were probably a good thing she didn't say, and that's not the woman you were with. <laughs> You're talking about a house fire. You, <laughs> there's not enough firemen to put that fire out. There's not. I'm serious. If you're involved in that, you need to stop and stop today. I mean, just break it off. You're going to stand before God, and so am I. Another condition is that there's no honor. You know, coming to God's house is, a, is one way that we honor our Father who is in heaven. Now, I'm not talking about vacation. Hey, I took one. I want you to take your vacation. I want you to go and enjoy your vacation. If you're sick, hey, it's okay that you're out of church if you're sick. Many of you have to work different six hours, different days, and it's okay if you have to work. But it's not okay if you just say, well, I ain't going today. This is what I'm going to do. The man told me, he said, uh, you come visit me anytime you want to, but I'm not coming to church. But you're welcome in my house anytime. But I'm just telling you, preacher, I golf on Sunday because I work six days a week. I deserve that day, and I'm going to be on the golf course. If you want to see me, you come to the golf course. Okay. I continue to visit. I continue to be their friends and loved them, prayed for them. Got a call from the hospital. So-and-so's in the hospital. Think he's having a heart attack. You need to go. I'm on my way. He wasn't having no heart attack. 
He was having a heart attack, all right, because he was going against God. He was sinning against God, and he done let it be known. Hey, if you want to see me, I'll be on the golf course. Well, I saw him, but it wasn't on the golf course. It was in the hospital. He got saved, praise God, baptized him, praise God. He's still faithful in church. Still praise God, but he's faithful in church. Hey, it's okay. We just need to make sure God is first in our life. But these conditions will cause us to commit spiritual adultery. The book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 14 and 15 says, And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. What does that say, preacher? That says to me, if you're not saved, there you are. You already know your destination. The Bible is very clear and very plain. Revelation 20, 14 and 15 is plain and clear. If you're not saved, there you are. There'll be no excuse when you stand before God and you hear him say, I'm sorry, I never knew you. May we not go that far. Secondly, we're talking about spiritual adultery, not only the conditions of that, but secondly, the objects of spiritual adultery. With, with Judah, it was, the Bible said it was stones and stocks. It was dumb idols. It was things that takes the place of God. Now, it's okay to have possessions, okay? But it depends on how we got those possessions and how we use those possessions. And it's important. Listen, with the church, people, listen, I'm talking about spiritual adultery, objects of spiritual adultery. A lot of times it's pleasure, okay? 2 Timothy 3 says, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. It's not only pleasures, but it's programs also in 2 Timothy 3 again having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. It's also possessions. In Matthew 6, it says, No man can serve two masters. For if he does, he, he will love one and hate the other, or he will cling to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon and money and possessions. It, it's not going to work. He wants to be first. Well, a third thing about spiritual adultery is the, the treachery. In other words, the betrayal of trust of spiritual adultery. Verse 10 of that same chapter says, And yet for all her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart. Have feignedly saith the Lord. The whole heart. God wants it all. Listen, he don't want part-time uh, people. He wants full-time people. He doesn't want weekend visits. He wants full custody. You understand? He wants full custody of your life and mine. And you're the one to give it. I'm the one to give it. He's not going to come and knock your cage over and shake your cage and rattle you. He is offering an opportunity. He's offering a chance to do what's right. Doing what's right is not always easy, and you know why? Because the devil sees to it that it's not easy. Judah betrayed God with pretending that she loved God, but the actions were not there. 
You see, God knows the heart. God knows who his children are. Um, Verse 11 of that same chapter says, And the Lord said unto me, The backsliding Israel hath justified herself more than treacherous Judah. Um, You see, God knows who skips out on church. He knows that. You're not fooling anybody. You might fool a preacher. You might fool somebody. But you're not going to fool God. He knows where you are and why you are. Well, let me give you a last thing concerning uh, spiritual adultery. And that is the lessons that we can learn. You know, we need to learn from our lessons. My daddy, and this might sound foolish to you now, my daddy taught me that you don't hunt and shoot a gun on Sunday. You don't use a hammer on Sunday. You know, that wasn't in the Bible, but that's what daddy said. Well, as I got older, I become a little more independent, and every Sunday afternoon, uh, we would go visit my grandmother or one of my uncles, and uh, that's what we did, and the youngins played. I had got older and I'd got wiser, so I was old enough to stay home by myself, okay? So I stayed home that Sunday afternoon, and I had gone out to the hog pen, and things wasn't exactly like I thought they ought to be, so I went to the house and got the claw hammer and went back out to the pig yard. Trough was coming loose. I said, it won't take me but a minute. I'll fix this. Well, I had to pull the old staple out, and so I squatted down, and I'm a jerking with that claws and that thing come off and it went in my thigh. I'm telling you, it tore my pants. It went into my thigh and it ripped open my leg. I got a scar there to prove it today. Now you say, oh, hey, I was going against what my daddy taught me. Okay? You say, well, that might, was probably an ox in the ditch. That ox wasn't that bad. Okay? It wasn't that bad. So many people say, well, there's an ox in the ditch. I had to get it out. It wasn't that bad, okay? It wasn't anything that couldn't wait till Monday. I don't remember. Honestly, I probably lied about it. I don't remember what I told my mama about my pants being tore. I don't remember. Probably whatever it was, though, I lied about it. Okay? They didn't come, let me see your leg. And, you know, I don't remember them doing that. But I remember that to this day, y'all. Train up a child in the way he ought to go so when he's old, he'll not depart from that. We need to know that God stands for us to repent to him. Repentance, it's necessary. I don't care how young, how old, how middle-aged, repentance is in order uh, with God. God alone is the one who can forgive. Our God has mercy for those who seek forgiveness. Our God has pardon for those who ask for forgiveness. And our God has grace for those who knock. The Bible says, ask. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. The riches of God. Spiritual adultery, listen to me now. Serious, spiritual adultery, as far as God is concerned, is worse than physical adultery. But you and I will be judged for both. And we can do something about both. Physical and the spiritual. 
but it's up to us. The choice is ours. So what are we going to do with it? Well, you know, that's up to you and to me as to what we do with it. The word is plain here. God didn't like it. It says in verse 25, we lie down in our shame. Our confusion covereth us. Confusion. The devil confuses us. Even on the physical and the spiritual. For we have sinned, the Bible says, against the Lord, our God. Who is our God? We and our fathers and our youth. Even unto this day, they said, we have not obeyed the voice of our God. The voice of our God. Is he speaking to you? Is he speaking to me? What adjustments do we need to make in our life today? It's important that we seek the Lord in all we do. Listen, I know it's tough. It's tough. I I was a teenager once. It's tough. I was a young adult one time. It's tough. I was a medium, middle-aged person one time, and it's tough. Now I'm an old man, and it's still tough. But we need to trust the Lord. Give him all you got. Allow him to use you. Allow him to work in your life for his glory and for his honor. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege, not only to call you our Father, but the privilege you give us to confess our sins. Lord, you said if if we confess our sins that you are faithful, that you are just, and you will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So I pray, Lord, this morning for all who are in this, uh, this room, myself included, that we would confess our sins. Help us not to be ashamed, Lord. Help us not to go so far that the devil causes us to completely backslide away from you because you stand as our Heavenly Father waiting for us to return. Lord, I pray that you bless our people today. Have mercy upon us in Jesus' name. Amen.